Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm Cheryl Vesner, your host of Solo in the City, all about dating and relating and mating. And today, I'm very happy to be having as my co-host. She is an amazing woman. Erica Diamond is a woman beyond belief. She is the founder of Women on the Fence. She's also a life coach, a weekly lifestyle and parenting correspondent for Global TV, and also has just come up with a new app. And this is all part of today's show. It's called Get Back on the Fence. So, Erica, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun while we inform people about getting back on the fence. I am so thrilled to be here with you today. We're going to have a ball, we're going to have fun, and we're going to learn. That's right. And most importantly, that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that you do and that I love is um, you really inspire people to go introspective and think and also to share because your platform is very much a sharing community. And, and that's what Solo in the City for me was all about. It's about how we can actually learn from other people's experiences. And, you know, we always say, you know, we learn from our mistakes. Well, we can learn from other people's triumphs as well and, and challenges, right? Absolutely. I don't know if you've read anything on Brene Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, about vulnerability. And so what I learned, and I can't speak for anyone else's experiences, but what I've learned in myself is when you... And it's hard to put yourself out there and to open up oh, and to become vulnerable because we're so not used to seeing a man or woman appear vulnerable and expose their weaknesses. But I've learned so much for myself in growing and getting off the fence in being vulnerable and sharing. Um, and so that has been the whole, you know, that's what Women on the Fence has been for me is it's been my journey. It was my journey documented on getting off the fence and getting unstuck. And so just like you, I learned through sharing and, and asking questions and being curious and saying, hey, I need help. Um, that's that, right. that's just and putting it out there through the law of attraction. That, that's been really a big learning experience for myself. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, a lot of the listeners who listen on Saturday nights, you might not even know my story, but mine was very much um, all about just putting it out there. There wasn't uh, a concept behind it. When I started 365 Days to Find Love, it was, yeah, it was all about, you know what, I'm going through something, and I see a lot of people struggling with all the things that I'm, you know, being uh, challenged by. And I said, you know what? Let me start the dialogue. Let me open it up for people to know that we're all the same. And, and yes, being vulnerable and, and putting it out there the way I did was beyond my own personal vulnerability. It, it really exposed a lot of things for a lot of people. So um, that's what I love about this show and, and Solo in the City now is really when people come up to me mostly and say, you know, I listened to your show last week, and I love the fact that this guest said this. It really touched me, or they learned something. And that's what uh, Women on the Fence does as you well. You know you've arrived, Cheryl. You created a platform which lets, which allows people to ask questions and learn, and you touch people everywhere to say, that sounds like me. And um, yeah. if she can learn to do it, then, then, then I can too. 
that's it. And, and, and being, you know, a platform also where I can share information. I mean, th- that's yeah. what I really want to do is share information. So th- this show today, um, you know, is really interesting also because it's, I, I figure it's coming off of Mother's Day earlier this month and everything, and it's very much a woman's month. And by the way, any guys sitting out there listening <laughs> right now, June is going to be all about you guys as well and how to deal with relationships. So um, today's is very much about women like myself, but all different backgrounds who have come from marriages and had to put themselves back together and and myself for instance you know I was a career woman and then I stopped my career to raise my children um, mostly due to a tragic accident that happened to one of my kids that kind of made me realize I wasn't home enough and and I gladly and and love the fact that I became a stay-at-home mom which was the best job I ever had but then you get divorced and you say, now what? You know, so you're dealing with a loss of something and then you realize you have to also deal with the loss and also then recreate. So a lot of the women yeah. that are coming on today's show are in the process of yeah. recreating, yeah. which is which is a great time for, for women and men. And, but, but and scary. Transition is, is, is always hard, mm-hmm. right? Transition, transitional periods when we're not there, when we haven't yet jumped to the other side. So it'll be an interesting show because these are, these are you know, these stories yeah. are uh, important to tell too. And, and it is. And, you know, we did a show once about um, firewalking. You know, and uh, Nancy Chernoff here in Montreal actually does this program, and she'll be doing it this summer. And you can sign up for it, by the way. Uh, check out Nancy Chernoff, and I think it's called uh, Fearless Flames. Um, my mom did that with Tony Robbins, I think, years ago. Oh, right? amazing! Like the firework where you walk. Yeah, yeah, you walk yeah my it. mom did it, and they do it. So, um, one of the co-hosts from earlier um, months, uh, Marie Claude Savard, we've decided we're going to do it this summer, and that's what it's all about. You know, um, taking that first step yeah. and and knowing. You know, for some of us, knowing where you want to be can be very scary when you look at the distance between here and there. But if you take, you know, that perspective and you just, you know, throw it off to your trajectory a little bit to your right and then slowly climb that mountain instead of just trying to jump to where you want to be, it's less scary. Oprah has a great, I, I quote this a lot in in, uh, in my work, and she says, when I'm at a place of difficulty, I say, what is the next right step? And then the next right step, and then the next right step, because to look too far down the road at like, what's the big solution is too overwhelming and too scary. So what is the next right move? And can I pivot to there? And then when I get there, what's the next right move? And like, it sounds so obvious and it's like such common sense. But it's a really, it's a really less overwhelming way to get through difficult periods in our life. And that's some of the things that we've talked about in Soul in the City is, you know, when we're getting back out there and, you know, you find yourself alone, we're rebuilding ourselves in completion, including finding a partner, you know, and how to go about that. And that's, again, where 365 Days came about was talking about all the different ways that we can find people to socialize with, to have a relationship with, to marry if that's what we so choose, you know, and that's that's a different type of love for everybody and how to get there. So, um, you know, we talk about ways of just getting more social, which is one of the things that I always promote is just going out there and finding things you love to do and do them, yeah, right? Yeah. And then that step, just by joining a gym or an activity program or an art class shows you, oh, I can communicate. There's your first step. Yeah. And, and just by being out there, all the incredible people that you meet that propel you forward 
towards your next journey. So thinking that you're so stuck and unable to move by just going, like you said, just making the choice to, I'm going to take a painting class or I'm going to join a gym or I'm going to work on my passion project. Just meeting those new people and introducing that whole concept into your life takes you. I, I think this is kind of like all, <laughs> I don't want to get all spiritual on us, but I, but I, I think those are really important decisions you make. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no accident that these people are, are you know, that you make the right choices and then somehow, boom, the right person you were looking for just shows up. It's not a coincidence. It's because you were well, proactive. Nothing's a coincidence, Nothing's right? a coincidence. Nothing's a coincidence But it's because you made a decision to be right. proactive and yeah. you didn't just lay down and say, woe is me and I can't do this. Right. And, and interesting, though, I was talking with um, a client actually this week from Toronto and it's also a matter of having the right attitude because, yeah. um, you know, interesting, she's just getting back on the fence as far as her dating life and she said, you know, um, I'm going on the stage she called me and she wanted a little coaching beforehand and she said you know I'm going on this date today and um you know it's gonna be okay I'm not really into it and I went so why are you going you know if you're going in with that attitude yeah. this there's there's nothing that can happen here yeah. you have you have to go on with the right attitude here this could and- be the greatest thing since <laughs> sliced bread for me <laughs> you know because it could be because maybe the person as you walk in who holds the door for you is the person you're meant to be right or meant to be with so we, we don't know these things so anyway it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I want to talk further, actually, in the show about um, getting back on the fence. And um, it just seems perfect that you're here, woman on the fence, and um, helping you know everybody out there listening to find out ways in which we can do just that. And we're going to listen to other stories of women who have either gotten back on the fence or getting back on the fence and who are also trying to paint their fence a different color, right? Love it. Me too. Very excited. Coming up on Solo, the expert, Donna DeLuca. She's a self-esteem specialist and a motivational speaker, and she's going to be joining us talking about how she got back on the fence. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to relating, dating, and mating, and I'm being joined in studio again by Erica Diamond. Thank you so much for sharing Woman on the Fence and Get on the Fence, Get Back on the Fence again with us and your fantastic insights into all this. And we're going to be welcoming now Donna DeLuca. She is a self-esteem expert and she's the founder of Be the Change Global. It's an incredible um, mission and, and movement that's going on here. Welcome to the show, Donna. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. Thank you. It's a privilege. And um, Donna, I'd like you to meet Erica. Hi, Donna. Hello, Hello, Erica. (laughs) So, Donna, tell us a little bit about um, what motivated you the most in the change and the evolution of you um, getting off the fence? Actually, a good, a better question would be to ask me, have I ever been on the fence? Oh, have you ever (laughs) been on the fence? There you go. Well, why don't you tell me? I'm probably, I don't ever feel that I've been on the fence. Uh, I I don't know what living in your comfort zone means. I'd actually probably like to experience it. (laughs) I, I say that once in a while, and I don't know if I should be saying that, but... I'm bold. I'm bold. I'm, I'm, I, I just, 
I don't really live on the fence. I live outside of the comfort zone. I live outside of uh, the box. And I just really feel it it does require courage and strength. Uh, but I don't see any, like, I don't know any other way. I think that's the best thing to say is I don't know any other way. Do you know that's a, um, a very unique thing? Like, Eric and I are looking at each other because, I mean, Myself, I think I'm pretty bold, but every once in a while, I've teetered on that fence. Yeah. Maybe I haven't fallen one way or another, but I definitely teetered. Don't you think that's very unique? Go you, Donna. Yeah. I love that. What a bold <laughs> statement. I have never been stuck. I've never been confused. I have been off the fence making decisions, rocking my world. I think it's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> so I don't think I've not been confused or all that stuff. I think I have been, but I don't get, like, I don't stay in a space where I stagnate. You know, I just kind of ah. move. Yeah, I move through it because I don't think I, I have an experience not being in doubt or, or you know, uh, being afraid or whatever. That I have not experienced. Uh, but I move through it. I, I, you know, I don't let myself be uh, taken out of the game uh, by it. Now, did you have that as well, for instance, because you were married and you got divorced? Was it a very clear, cut and dry scenario? You just knew it was going to happen and you did it instantly? No. Actually, it was, my situation is a little bit special. We had like the most extraordinary relationship, you know, people that look at those kind of, you know, king and queen kind of relationship and they look up to you when it's like they wish they were like your couple, you know? So we were that kind of couple. But then, you know, my ex became a gambler and we lost everything. So that definitely shook my world uh, up because, you know, I thought that we were going to grow together and we were going to grow our family together. So that definitely uh, created a lot of instability. It's actually taken me quite a while. I would say it's probably I've been separated for 14 years and I would probably say I'm free of all that uh agony and pain and everything that that put me through probably two years ago so it took quite a while and it was not what i expected uh, it, it was a curveball that i definitely didn't see coming uh but i had young kids my kids were babies what are you going to do you need to you know you're the mother you're the foundation you got to move on you got to you got to keep it together keep it together in in the sense of um you know stable in a very unstable way and were you able to keep it together all the time? Never. <laughs> That's very honest. I love it. Yeah, I'd love to know what you learned about yourself once you, like you said, you were trying to create stability in an unstable environment and try and, I don't know, there's something about moms where very, I feel, nurture. it comes almost natural and nurturing to nurture our children and put them first in tough situations. But what did you learn for yourself about yourself exactly yes what did you learn about you know the human condition your strength um and maybe what you can share with others like how we can learn to get through a difficult time i'd, I'd love to know what you learned I, I think i learned every i think i learned everything i first of all learned how uh, self-love yeah self-love you know putting myself as a priority and women listening to this are probably going to say well i can't do that and we all feel that way. And actually, on Mother's Day, I wrote a post. And I said, if there was one thing I can go back and do and start from, you know, the minute I'm, I learned that I'm pregnant is putting myself as top priority. Because uh, top priority is not selfish. It's actually selfish. And it's a huge uh, 
act of self-love. And I think as women, this is something that, you know, uh, is a huge lesson and a very important lesson to learn. So it's really to discover who I was, discover, uh, you know, who is Donna, uh, what are my values, what are my, uh, that I definitely learned what my strength is. Still today, you know, I, I do the inventory. I said, how did I get through that? Actually, <laughs> you know, I have like... You're taking hours. stock, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have three adults now, and it was my first Mother's Day of adults. So it's a little bit bittersweet because it's different. It's not the same thing to mother, mother adults and mother younger younger children. So I'm in another phase of, of my womanhood and motherhood and, and th- uh, you know, of my life. And it still comes back to that self-love. What's important to me? What matters? What are my values? What do I stand for? Uh, what's important? And how do I communicate that? How well, am I going to communicate that, whether it's my children or a relationship or any type of relationship, right? A friendship, business, uh, uh, you know, anybody you meet, you're relating with. Donna? Yes. I, I have a question um, for you because it's, it's a little bit... Um, um, on more of the personal side of this, because you are talking about the fact that you've been separated for 14 years and you've gone through all this change and, you know, being the founder of Be the Change Global and all the public speaking that you do. Now, what about the personal side of it, the woman in there and, and your dating world? The woman was put on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Which a lot of people do, right? <laughs> So the woman was put on the fence because I made a choice that I had to raise my children and I didn't want to be, you know, and I was also like in business and so forth. So I didn't want to be, I felt it was a distraction and I felt it's not where I wanted to invest my energy. Today, where that's at, I feel it is a big, huge, empty space. And um, how I'm feeling about it is uh, I'm, I'm looking in the mirror. What is it that I want today? So I do feel I'm starting to feel that aloneness. I'm not lonely, but I do feel alone. Like, I think I'm done going to dinner by myself on Friday and Saturday. Like, I'm done. (laughs) Right. Well, you know what? Everybody goes through that. I mean, 14 years is a long time. And that's one of the things that I talk about. And and I'd love to hear your your thinking of this, Erica. You're in a very happily um, marital situation and everything. But for women, you know, I, I do think that a lot of women do go to prioritizing their children and we put it on hold and it's not always the best thing for us because our kids grow up so fast and and i think for a certain amount of time you know i always advocate put your children take care make sure that they're stable make sure that they're secure but then you got to take care of yourself oh absolutely you know we know there's no time frame on it but what do you think so first of all you know what do they say when we get on an airplane and there's like a lack of cabin pressure, right? Put the mask on yourself mm-hmm. before your children. So if we neglect ourselves, and I say self-care is sanity, not vanity. Right. Right? Yeah. So if we're we're nurturing everyone but ourselves, it may work for now and your kids may be thriving for now, but, but it's not, it doesn't create a peaceful space for everyone. So I always say if it's a budget issue and you don't have, um, if you can't afford a babysitter to get out there to get a night out with your girlfriends, 
I talk often a lot about a mom buddy swap, and it's not in the sexual. Uh, it's not like swapping husbands with your friends. Um, it's you know, so it looks like this Saturday night. I would I'm going out with my girlfriends, with my single girlfriends, and you're taking the kids, and you're babysitting my kids. And next Saturday night, I'm taking your kids. It's about can a grandmother or a grandparent or a neighbor take your kids so that you can take an hour to walk to a bookstore and you know and grab a coffee, get a manicure, do something. I mean, whatever it is. What does self care mean for you? I mean, it's different for everyone else. Right. Um, to it's vital. It's vital. And I say Very thirty important. minutes of self care a day, every day, to practice self care for yourself, to rejuvenate, to re nurture yourself, to put yourself back on your list, um, to maximize the evenings uh, when your kids go to sleep. Yeah, well, I, I thank you very much for, for saying all that, and 100% we have to. Uh, Donna, um, yes. I love talking to you all the time. Donna DeLuca, she is a self-esteem expert and the founder of Be The Change Global. Thank you so much for joining us, and um, people, you should check out her website. There's a lot going on to this woman, and I'll speak to you soon again, Donna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we're coming up with the love table. Uh, I changed it from round table to love table with two fantastic women who are putting the pieces of the puzzle back together right after this. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. It's gonna take a bit of work. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City. And Erica, we're ready for our love table. Ooh, this is going to be a juicy one. It is, it is. You know, well, it's going to be a very interesting one because we're being joined by Carla Gomez. Carla is an expert in the field of essential oils, and she is a holistic has a holistic approach to finding the perfect match. Welcome, Carla. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today, Cheryl. Oh, pleasure. And Sandra. Sandra is also joining us. Um, you're out there, Sandra? I am, indeed. Thank you. That's great. So what we're talking about today is really women who have been on the fence, meaning somewhere in their lives, they know where they were, and they kind of fell off of it, the world you knew, and were in the process of getting back on the fence. Um, and it's great that, um, by the way, Erica has this amazing app. You should be downloading and checking it out, everybody out there listening, because it helps us find ways to get back on the fence. So I'm going to start with you, Sandra, because you have a similar story to me, and that is a long-term marriage, and it suddenly ends, and then you find yourself solo, right? That's right. And um, it's particularly interesting when it comes at a time uh, that you you don't expect it. It, it sort of, uh, you know, people lose themselves in these relationships. Um, you have a marriage, you think it's a partnership and it's a marriage, and then as the years pass, you fall into certain um, habits with one another. And, you know, I find at this stage, stage that often we have too many choices, and in our case, you know, um, our marriage did collapse, um, and I found myself in a completely different position. And I well, think when you say that difficult it's... for women who... Well, I want to I want to be specific here because um, very important is that, like myself, you had a career and not even in Canada, and you kind of left it all to move here and um, 
no longer had your profession and were living in another country. Yes. Right? It's very difficult. My licenses weren't um, acknowledged here. I would have had to go back and reset all the boards. Um, I had very young children, so it was an international move. And um, I was not in a position to take the French course that was offered because I was still nursing my, my youngest at the time and, and then had a fourth child. So that really put me in a very vulnerable position. And at the time, I didn't think of it because it was a full-time job. And, um, you know, you make that full commitment to your, to your husband and your children. Right. What about you, Carla? Does any of this resonate with you? Absolutely. We all have these trials and tribulations that we go through, especially when we're in a marriage. And um, I think a lot of the times what we forget is that when we have so much going on in our lives in terms of actually taking care of smaller children, we tend to give away a lot of our time and devotion to them. Not just like giving away, but we love to do that, and that's really where we're at in our lives. And um, I think that we need to remember... That, for example, in Ayurveda, when we're born, we are we come out perfect. We're perfect in every essence. You know? We're perfect. I like that. We are. We're perfect. Even if you have a def- um, something, if you come and you're born and it's, you're not completely physically perfect or you have a mental deficiency or something, you're still perfect. You right. know. And as life goes on and we go through all these trials and tribulations, when we happen to be in a relationship that doesn't work out, we tend to forget that we were perfect and we just need to remember what our essence is and what are the things that makes us happy. Well, I think um, one of the things, Erica, um, I'd love you to weigh in on this a little bit, is I think a lot of us, uh, I know I did this, I changed a little bit because I was, you know, a more bohemian, creative, you know, gypsy when I was single and then I got married and then all of a sudden I found myself living in a situation where I thought I had to fit into, you know, um, a a mummy and a perfect mummy and, you know, um, in an elite society, let's face it, that's what it was. And when I got divorced, one of my friends said to me, and Sandy, you might feel something on this one as well. One of my friends said, I said, you know, do you think I changed? And she said, no, actually, I think you went back to who you were. To more of who you really were. Who you were before. You That's know? interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I will definitely confirm <laughs> that's the case. Um, you do what you, you feel is necessary for um, keeping things smooth in the relationship, and you have to be, you know, you have to set a standard in your home as a mother, and that's a role that's very important and vital. And I don't feel that there's enough attention in uh, society in general uh, for these major transitions in life when you have to return to having an empty nest. This is a place where you, you had no children when you were before you were married. So um, that in and of itself is extremely stressful. Uh, of course, that influences people splitting up all the time. But what I think that's more essential is to recognize your true identity and how to hold on to that true self even as you transition into motherhood and a wife and you know maybe a caregiver for a parent whatever it is that a career woman but to keep to to honor the true self that you have and I and, and going back to that true self it can be an extremely stressful process because of the years of you feeling you've lost yourself we're at the love table. Your right. We're at the love table right now with Sandra and Carla Gomez, and Erica Diamond is still joining me. So let me ask you a question, uh, Carla. 
Do you think next relationship, because we're all single women still and um, looking at different things that are going out there, do you think you can own yourself more going into your next relationship and know exactly who you are and not give that up? Do you think you're ready for that now? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a learning curve the whole entire way. It's a journey that we face. And, you know, we're put in places where we can't handle what we can handle, right? So we have to go ahead with what's given us and then learn from those experiences. I mean, sometimes people go through those cyclical things where they keep committing the same kind of mistakes and they're kind of stuck in that Actually, not cycle. sometimes. I think most yeah. people do it, right, yeah. Erica? Yeah. So until you actually <laughs> a lot. understand, right? Until you yeah. actually understand and get the point of it all, then you'll be ready for something fresh and new. It's keeping that authenticity to yourself. It's it sometimes can be challenging. I, I'm going to throw a curveball, kind of that I feel doesn't belong in this conversation, but maybe it does. And I think for me, what gave me, what brought me back to myself and gave me confidence and self-esteem was my career. So mm-hmm. I think I think I always say when I'm speaking to women, I said I don't care if you're a trust fund baby or or how much money you have in your bank account. Every woman needs something for herself aside from her spouse, aside from her kids to call her own. And that could look like part-time work. That could look like volunteer work. That could look like a hobby, something that creates your own identity or a life beyond the people you're caring for. Well, interesting enough, Sandra, you and I were talking about that, right? About exactly that. You're you're, you're at that stage right now. A passion and a purpose beyond the people you are caring for. Otherwise, you lose yourself and you... I don't want to say can get squashed in the whole family dynamics, but I think that the self has to be preserved and that take ex- that takes exploration and work, a lot of work. A lot and of not work. only that, by the way, um, if you know, we are a relating dating and mating show, when we talk about dating and relationships, the number one thing that triggers a man's desire, which is what puts them in a relationship, is your independence. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And we have to have that independence because it, it nurtures them as well. It's challenging. So what do you think about that, Sandra? I'm in absolute agreement, and I think it it can be redefined um, at this stage of our lives when our kids have left home. Um, there's certainly, if 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 you're lucky to have the freedom, the financial freedom to to take the time and to make those choices, uh, part of it has to do with where you live. And if you have, um, in my case, I have family in California, so I'm dividing my time. And when I was younger and I had a career, we, it was not the same kind of um, society that relied on social media and everything available on the Internet. So now I have the option to um, put together a program for things that I'm passionate about and to be able to share that on the Internet so I can travel back and, to California and come back to Montreal. And that's going to be your journey to the next stage. So you got to get back on that fence and redefine where it is you want to go. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, Carla Gomez, people can reach you through your website? Absolutely. It's lunaveda.com. And Sandra, thank you for sharing your story. You know, we all have a journey and um, you're doing it with grace. So good luck and uh, we'll keep talking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. Um, If you've missed any of the show, you can listen to us on iTunes or YouTube. I answer your dating questions and tell you what's going on in the city coming up. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Visser on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. 
This is your guide to dating, relating, and mating in Montreal and getting social, which is what the calendar is all about. Welcome back to Solo in the City. And Erica, this is where every week we sit and talk about what's going on in the city. And I want to say, I want to start with one on Tuesday night, um, the 24th. And this one is very dear to me. It's a tribute to Andrew Besner, my brother, who started a production company years and years ago with a bunch of friends called Billy Bob's uh, Production House. And we actually did a Billy Bob's pop-up bakery when he was still alive. And he has passed on around a year ago, my brother. So there is an event happening at Club Soda. It's starting at 7.30 on Tuesday evening, and it's a 75th anniversary music extravaganza that is being put on, actually, by a bunch of his friends who include CJADs and TSN's Mitch Melnick, who happened to be a very good friend of my brother. Um, so I'm calling out everybody, solo or not, to come out to this event. It's going to be a great fundraiser, um, very affordable. It's $18, and um, the lineup in music is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So there's my little um, push for something that's uh, important, but also it's going to be a great place to mix. Sounds and like a must attend. It's a must <laughs> attend. Um, and continuing on, Dash and Date is organizing a wind down. This is speed dating. It's for women 33 to 43 and men 35 to 45. It's happening at Industry Brasserie Italienne. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's great. I I have never been. It's great. Sounds like a place I'd love, though. <laughs> yeah. So this speed dating event is $55. It's happening Wednesday night, the 25th, at 7.30 p.m. And then cook and date. Erica, this is also up your alley. This is 10 men, 10 women getting together. They're going to be doing summer tapas. Perfect for this time of year. You get together. You have a little cocktail. You cook your food together and then you sit down and you share it together so this is happening for ages 35 to 55 I just managed to squeeze in under that one <laughs> well I squeeze into the age group it's too bad I'm not single I know it, it <laughs> is actually you should watch out for uh, the website uh, cook and day because they do do couples things some once in a while but it's really for a meeting so this is happening at 6 p.m. on Thursday there's also a speed dating Montreal is hosting an event it's happening at Bar Le Belmont on St. Laurent on Saturday night at 7 p.m. And then Montreal Singles Dating Event is also hosting a wine tasting and vineyard tour. It's a great event. It's happening in the Rougemont area. And um, that's Saturday night. But actually, no, sorry. That's Saturday at 12.30. So it's um, a great thing to pass your time away Saturday afternoon. And that's $20. So that's our lineup for the week. Now, Every week, we also get these questions, and you managed to pull a question from uh, one of our listeners. We have a question from Alicia. Dear Cheryl, I met a man I like. There is just one issue. He is Muslim, and I know my family won't be very open to the idea. I love the idea of dating someone from a different culture, but this will be a deal breaker with my family. Even though we're not there yet, we've only been on a couple of dates. Should I stop seeing him? Is this a dead end? Okay, well... This is my philosophy on it. And I come from a family um, where we could date and marry whoever we wanted. Mm -hmm. um, my sister-in-law is Hindu. Um, we had a traditional Hindu wedding when they got married. And um, I think it's a matter of knowing what the challenges are going to be. You are already saying that this is a deal breaker. That is huge. So know one thing. You are going to have to decide whether or not 
if this is something that becomes a thing and you decide you want to marry this person, you might lose your family. There are families who cannot cross the boundaries and that's the decision. You are only into date two. If you can sit there and look in your soul and say, if I fall in love with this person, I'm willing to deal with any consequences that might come up, then you keep seeing this person. If you look inside your heart and don't see that, you're two dates in, chances are you'll meet somebody else and um, you might just have to move on. But it's knowing your boundaries, your values, the values of the people around you, and knowing challenges and consequences. What do you think, Erica? So you said this would be a deal breaker. What Alicia said is it's a deal breaker for her family. Well, that is the family. Right. right. But she might lose her family. She, right, right. So so we have lots of choices to make, right? right. And um, here's what I think. I think that it's a long life, and I, I think that we can't always live, uh, you know, for our family. And I think that... Um, I would like to, I would say to Alicia to, I think I would be a little bit more open and I would say uh, to explore where this oh, 100%. could, to see where this could go. And I think that, you know, women have men, you know, the sixth sense. And um, like I said, if it's, if things are going well, I would like to say that I would be more open-minded. And if things are going very well, then I think that people can change their minds. And I think if this turns out to be such a wonderful guy and, and an incredible man, I think that introducing him to your family and maybe letting them see just how incredible he is, if he is. Right. But you you then, do realize that a lot of people go on first and second dates. So when sure. you're making, it's like choosing Oh, she could you... walk away pretty easily at <laughs> right. this juncture, no question. That's right. All I'm saying is if it's really feeling really good for her... Um, then I would, I would, I would explore it more. Like I said, what is her comfort level? Not what is her family's comfort level? What is her comfort level? But she has to look in that comfort level. She has to look in her comfort level of dealing with her family on this one as well. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a very strong person that goes up against. And by the way, absolutely for sure. If you can sit there and say, I can deal with anything, then you can, as you're saying, Erica, explore it. And then even explore with your family. Like, you know, I have met this person and, and, Mm -hmm. and I, I am attracted. I don't think I would do it on a second date anyway, or, or going into that third date. I think that you have to get to know this person, but there is always a chance. And this is for me where you have to go the distance. You have to say, there is a chance that I could really fall for somebody like this. Um, This is the type of person I want, but these could be the consequences. And if you can sit there and go check, 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 check all the way down. That I'm ready to deal with it. That I'm ready to deal with it. You go. If you're not, take your time and think about it. Well, take your time regardless. Well, ev- well, always definitely good to take on your it. Time. Uh, we're, going, we're only two <laughs> dates into this. This is a big one for a second date. And, and also even look at the idea that when you say about, you know, dating different cultures and everything, you know, there's a lot in that and why. So, But Cheryl, quickly, you and I probably know people who maybe married or, or got together with someone who was their family was very approving oh. of. And that was a disaster and it didn't 100%. work. 100%. There's lots so. of things out there. Anyway, I got to thank you so much, Erica. This was so much fun. It was. Uh, woman on the fence, right? I mean... Women on the fence. We, we um, <laughs> have to know how to get off that fence. Exactly. We're here every Saturday night at 10 p.m. on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. And remember to keep integrating social solutions because we all know it's all about the kiss. See you next week.